wanted to talk to you guys about green teams. Uh, it's one of the first early activities you might consider when you're trying to drive sustainability at your company or organization. Um, you can do that first, um, or you could perform a waste walk. Um, I probably recommend the waste walk first, just to get some momentum and some quick wins, and then find out who's interested and they could become potential green team members. Um, but if you go the other route and try to get a green team first and then plan some waste walks, that will work as well. Um, and speaking of waste walks, we still have the 90 day waste walk challenge that is going on. Uh, start October 1st. So go to our website, leansixsigmaenvironment.org and look for the link on the right that says 90 day waste walk challenge. And it'll basically give you details on the checklist of how to go through and conduct a waste walk. Um, and that will take you through a completion of a waste walk through the end of the, the calendar year. So just a little bit of a background on my experience with green teams. Um, around 2008, I was involved with the ISO 14001 team down in Melbourne, Florida. And so as part of the team, they had created um, kind of a ongoing team to maintain the ISO 14001 certification. Um, and I was only there probably about six months before I ended up transferring locations. So I didn't get a chance to really um, get as much done as I wanted to. But what I did set up was greenbelt projects around reducing electricity, um, reducing paper usage, which end up taking us into our shipping area, and reducing landfill charges uh, through uh, better signage around our, our trash receptacles. So um, the interesting with that team that I, that I liked was that there was representation from different parts of the uh, buildings, and this is a multi-building facility. So we would have um, uh, assemblers and technicians, we would have managers, we had engineers, and operations support team members representing, the te uh, representat representing uh, each department and their location. So we had different buildings. So we at least had one person from each building. And they were kind of the advocates for the things we talked about in the green team and um, any communications that we had. So I really liked that model. Uh, the, the, I wasn't quite sure how people were selected, um, if they were volunteered um, or voluntold to go there, or if they were, you know, had shown interest and wanted to be involved. Um, but uh, I think my recommendation for that would, would be that people are um, kind of opt in on their own and that they're, you're, you know that they're interested because they want to do um, something good and make a difference, not because they, they feel like they have to be there. When I, after I transferred, I, uh, we, we had set up a global sustainability team at the, our corporate headquarters and um, that was a slightly different type of team because we were trying to plan out activities at the, uh, across multiple sites. And so some of the activities we worked on were um, putting in a data infrastructure so we could do greenhouse gas reporting much easier and, and basically gathering in the utility data and automate that. We, that's where we created the go and see event structure, which is the foundation for the, what, we, what I'm calling the waste walks. And then we actually conducted events, the go and see events um, like I've, that I've talked about before, and also uh, 
I was the one who led a Six Sigma project to reduce electricity in the large large building we had, and that ended up saving uh, over three hundred thousand dollars a year. So that was uh, more of a corporate-wide um, green team, and we had representation from different parts of that corporation, but um, it, um, it was just a little bit different than within a, a single facility. Um, I think the the model that I, that never really got set up, but I would have liked to see is have that corporate team and then have each facility with a, its own green team and then have communication between the green team leaders with back to corporate and and um, likewise the other way around. So um, never really got to that point. Maybe it was something we still will continue to work on. And then um, there was also another team that got set up called the Green Workplace Community of Practice. And basically that became a forum for employees to come together and talk about uh, ideas, learn about new um, things going on in the community or learn from what is going on in other parts of the business. Um, that team uh, got together and set up an Earth Day Fair. They did that for a couple years. Um, but it really wasn't like a working team where they were actually going and implementing changes. There was some improvements to recycling done at the corporate headquarters, but uh, the, the, most of the people were just kind of coming, attending, getting a free lunch, and learning about what's going on. Um, and so uh, I still remained, and then when I transferred to the location I'm at right now, uh, I still remained involved in that. And so that was interesting to, to be involved as a remote employee working for um, a, a networking group based out of the headquarters. So I think that's good to have is, is people on a team that uh, are not in that location, when you, especially we're trying to uh, set up a, a corporate-wide initiative or a corporate-wide team. But that was very much driven by uh, employees, and they're the ones that set it up. And I came in later when I had, had um, come to that facility. So uh, just a couple really engaged and um, motivated um, employees that, that decided they wanted to set up this team. So uh, then when I arrived at my current location, um, one of the first things I did was get together with uh, people who I thought might be interested in setting up a green team. And I had a list of people who had attended some of the presentations from that green workplace community practice. And that's the list I started with. So I basically set up a meeting and, and invited them all and said, hey, I'm thinking about starting a team. I want to see who's interested. And same thing, we tried to do free lunch tickets to get people to show up. Um, so a lot of the activity we started with was getting some knowledge and history about what had been done in the past. Um, I didn't want to reinvent the wheel. I wanted to, you know, capture what was done, maybe communicate out the successes they had done because there was quite a bit of activity. Um, and just really, you know, like you would do in any kind of lean activity is go and understand what's been going on and and hear the, the, the successes and the struggles that they've had and not just jump right in and say, I know what I'm doing and this is what we're going to do. So hopefully that, uh, hopefully I did a good job of trying to extract that information out and really listen. The one of the first things we, we tackled with that team was, was going through that um, a sustainability certification with the county. And so that actually worked out really well. We had a list of 
items that we needed to complete in order to become certified. And, you know, I think there's like 80 some criteria and we had to have at least 50 of them to get a gold certification. So that really allowed us to evaluate, do a broad evaluation of our facility and give us some goals and, and things to accomplish and work on. Um, so if you have an opportunity to get a, um, an assessment completed or go through a checklist or actually go for an, a certification or at least assess where you're at, I think that's a great way to kick off a green team. Um, one of the things I um, found very useful when getting started with this green team was I, I, had, I found a guide that the city of Portland had put out. And I'll, I'll explain that here on, on what their recommendations are for setting up a green team. So um, I would highly recommend that if you're thinking about doing that, or even if you have an existing team, that you go through this guide and um, look for some of the tips and advice they have and, and see what things might be helpful to you. So later on, we, we actually went through and got the gold certification. Um, which was great. Then that momentum was able, we were able to carry that on to kick off a Greenbelt project. So in the other site, I kind of jumped right in with the Greenbelt projects at this location, kind of eased into that. And again, this one was, we, we've got a project going on with electricity reduction and um, it's going pretty well. It's not, uh, we didn't get one of the big projects we thought we would get implemented, but now we're going to phase two and kind of our plan B and really kind of digging into some specific uh, opportunities. So it's, um, um, that's been a, a good project. Another thing that uh, was uh, rolled out was a, a green bag session. And so I kind of modeled this after the, you know, a brown bag lunchtime, lunch and learn type of format that um, people bring their lunch and it's, and it's usually held around lunchtime, 1130 or 12. And for 30 minutes, you come in and, and sit there and eat your lunch, but listen to a topic. And so the intent with this screen bag was that you would learn about a environmental topic. And I also wanted to try to uh, get some engagement with other employees. So all the talks are given by employees. And so really trying to find employees who have a specialty or a real strong interest in things like electric cars or commuting to work or biking to work or um, composting at home or putting in or organic gardens at home. Um, uh, education that they've taken, um, renewable energy and education that they've and courses they've taken locally and having them share what what those um, why they did that and what they learned and how to learn more how to get more information. I think that's been um, has gone over really well, so that's a something I would encourage you to uh, set up something like that. The hard part is just finding enough people who have those interests, but uh, it also allows you to really get out and communicate and network with people in your company. Um, another thing we did was continue the Earth Day fairs, um, and so done that two years in a row, and that goes over pretty well. It connects you with the community. You're, so you're bringing in organizations and nonprofits that have an environmental focus and you're trying to get them in front of your employees so they can connect up with groups or learn something to, that they can take back to their home to improve. Um, and then some of that momentum that we've had is actually kind of trickled back to our corporate office as well. So um, even though we're not, I'm not in the corporate office anymore, um, it's, it is making a difference. And so you, you can 
influence and drive change outside of your, of your four walls. Um, so let's talk through this uh, City of Portland Green Team Guide. Um, basically, the City of Portland has a Bureau of Planning and Sustainability, and they also have a Sustainability at Work certification program. And so this came out of that same effort to um, for people to get a um, certain certification level, they need to have a green team. And so the guide was created to help those teams. But it's free and available to anybody to use. Um, so let's talk about the steps that they recommend you go through. And so the first step is actually starting and creating the green team. Second step will be setting goals. The third one is measuring success. The fourth is keeping staff and the teams engaged. And then the fifth one is marketing your accomplishments. So for starting up a team, um, you need to figure out why the company should support the green team. And some key things you might look at are cost savings by reducing costs associated with many of the wastes we talk to, we've talked about, like water, air emissions, toxins, solid waste, and energy. Um, attracting and retaining talent. Um, so improving employee morale, giving them better satisfaction about the company they're working for, getting them engaged in some of these issues, and then attracting new talent to the company because they see that this company is trying to do the right thing. Um, customer expectations. So maybe your customers are looking to see what are you doing for your sustainability program? Um, could it strengthen your company brand? Uh, maybe increase market share by eventually seeping its way into products and services that you offer. offer. Uh, maybe there's regulatory compliance issues. So how do you keep your company ahead of legislation and new rules and laws that go into effect? How do you get your company thinking the right way instead of just saying, how do we comply with existing rules, but how do we go way beyond that and, and do it for the right reasons and, and you know not let the rules dictate where we go, but what's how, how good can we get? And then also aligning your, your business practices with the values and ethics of your company so that you show that your, your company is walking the talk and not just saying, yeah, we, we, we care about the environment, but here's specific examples and here's a whole team of people working on this um, and, and helping to drive that culture. So those are some reasons that you can get buy-in from the management and leadership of your company to support the green team. And that support can show up in many different ways from just, you know, um, financial support with um, free lunches and, um, you know, investment in some education or implementing some of the proposed improvements that come along to um, support, you know, sending out email newsletters that show support for some of the initiatives. Um, the next thing then is finding likely team members um, and I mentioned how I got the list to start mine. Um, but other, other times, as you reach out to people, you say, do you know any other employees you think might be interested? You know, kind of the refer a friend approach where, um, and eventually you'll get, you know, at least the core people identified fairly quickly that you can get started with. And, and it doesn't take very many people. If you can get a handful of people, maybe three to five people, I mean, that's a great start. So don't think you have to have, you know, 10, 20 people. And then have a kickoff meeting to talk about what are the benefits? Why are we doing this? What are the logistics in terms of how often we meet? 
how much time it is. Is this volunteer time? Is it the company uh, and their managers giving them time? You know, or, or do they need that commitment? Do they need to go back and talk to their management? Really just being having an open dialogue and saying, what do you guys think? Is this something that you're interested in supporting? You know, who else can we bring in? Uh, what questions do you have? What concerns do you have? Um, and, and probably a lot of times that you might have to say, this is outside of your normal work hours, but, um, if you get the right people, they might be willing to do that. Um, uh, and so that's, that's why it's nice to be able to at least incentivize, incentivize them with, you know, like lunch tickets or, uh, you know, pizza or something to, um, you know, bring in some kind of food or snacks or something to make it a little easier for them to attend. Second one would be setting goals for your green team. And so think about what are the baseline metrics that you want to gather. And if you don't have that data, what is, how do, how do we go off and get that data? So again, I would start with the waste acronym, water usage. If there's any air emissions or permits that you have capturing that solid waste or, or landfill tonnage. Um, if there's any toxic materials that you guys dispose of, getting weights and, and dollar amounts on those. And then energy. How much energy do you spend on electricity or natural gas or any kind of other gases or sources? And really establishing a baseline so that you can later on show how you've made improvements on that. And it also is going to help you prioritize which areas to focus on. Um, if you look at it from a cost standpoint or a usage standpoint or maybe regionally there's you know concerns about water or certain chemicals that, um, you know, politically in your company, those are the right things to go after. So you're trying to figure out where are we at and which things will help us prioritize our starting point. And then coming up with some initial goals for reduction in each of those areas or the areas you're going to, you're going to focus in on. And, um, we can go, there's a whole lot of discussion about what the right goal would be, but just setting any kind of goal as a, as a first step, it's probably not right, but um, so don't get hung up on trying to get a perfect goal started. Um, just get something on there, maybe a 10% goal. And if you don't achieve it, oh well. But uh, at least it's you're moving in the right direction. And um, in the waste walk training, uh, we also talked about impact ease matrix. So look at where are the easiest opportunities to go out and change something. Um, don't go after something very complex and difficult, like, uh, you know, going after um, shutting off a piece of equipment that is really um, difficult to maintain and it's old and it's, um, it does waste a lot of energy, but it's politically not um, something that would be easy to implement. Um, go after stuff like shutting off lights and, and improving recycling and um, maybe like a coffee cup reduction campaign. Uh, something that is um, not too difficult, that you won't have a lot of pushback. Everyone kind of agrees. That's a, yeah, that's a great thing to do. Um, where you can, that won't take a lot of effort, but you can see some progress. And that really gets some momentum going with your team. You don't want to have six months of planning and no activity because you will lose people very quickly. Um, that's another time to maybe go in and say, let's just do a waste walk and let's get this uh, momentum started, get uh, the team members to participate 
and then what they observe and what they see will will spread through word of mouth um, and and the the green team guide has some documentation about the dumpster dive or the waste sort um, that you might find pretty useful so they they recommend going in and doing the trash audits and, and really understanding where the waste is going today and then if there's any other type of certification or criteria available then you can use that as a starting point say you know our goal is really to just assess where we're at and we're going to use this checklist or this guide to um, follow through on that and that will also give some direction and some focus for the team um, the other thing that um, I try to do with the most recent green team is align the team with the scorecard of the company and so when I looked at where I think the green team could support here are the things I came up with um, each year we publish a corporate responsibility report so one of the things I, I said is our green team is going to help strengthen the brand by doing these things you know when customers come around hopefully they'll notice some of the improvements we've made and it gives um, visitors and customers a better sense about who we are as a company and then also aligning our employee behaviors with the company values so showing that not only do we say that we're ethical and that we care about the environment but um, we're doing it and we're in we're practicing and we're improving these areas um, on a regular basis so that really gives some credibility to the program and, and really kind of backs up what we say and then specifically on the scorecard itself there are actually metrics that I think um, we have an impact on the attracting retaining and engaging employees so having a, a good green team can help you know like I said bring in better talent that may not have considered your company before but now is noticing some of the stuff you're doing retaining the existing employees who maybe were on the fence about leaving or going somewhere else and now they're oh, maybe I'll stick around and see where this goes and then just engaging employees if you engage them in, in, in green team activities that uh, speak to their passions and their interests they're gonna carry that um, excitement and motivation into their other normal job and we, there's studies that show increased productivities, productivity as a result of that. So there's um, employee um, productivity gains from keeping people around, bringing in better talent, and, uh, and motivating the ones that are there. We also have uh, environment safety and health metrics. And so some of the items on that list are related to plans around energy reduction and community outreach. And so those activities lined up with some of the checklist items we were working on so that was a, a benefit and then reducing operating costs and litigation risks so as we reduce electricity spend and reduce what's going to landfill our costs will come down and that's obviously going to make the company uh, more profitable and we're again staying we're not just barely getting by on some of the rules and and um and criteria that we have to hold to but we're hopefully now moving beyond that and just um, really trying to get out ahead of any of those issues so we're not even worried about passing an audit or getting caught not doing something we're we're way beyond those levels the third one is um, now measuring your success so here's where you start to review results 
track the results even if you're not doing anything you're starting to keep an eye on stuff and start and each time you're reviewing the you know the monthly metrics you can start to ask questions about you know you know what do we think is going to happen next month we think that that level is going to be the same should it go up should it go down and then at the end of the month say what happened Did, were we right were we wrong if we're wrong why not why were we wrong what what can we learn about that metric like you know electricity or or solid waste we also want to start thinking about how do we normalize these results by usage, by volume of, of product or volume of, of services we provide, or by number of employees or by square footage, so that you know if things change on those bottom metrics and our usage goes up or goes down, we we can normalize it to say did it really you know are we really making a difference or not you know if we uh, open up a new part of the of the floor and and bring in more employees. We don't want to get um, We don't want that to wipe out our, our improvements. So we want to be able to look at we need to look at overall usage But you also want to look at normalized usage um, by some of those key uh, drivers to see okay Maybe our total usage went up, but per employee we actually have gone down and vice versa if all of a sudden the numbers go down but your per employee stayed the same or went up well maybe because there was a layoff or something and now people are being less efficient or, and, and more wasteful and so it's a good way to have to track both those metrics and then the the guide provides um, some tools for um, improving your um, landfill solid waste usage uh, reducing paper, improving commuting by, um, by alternate sources like biking, walking, and public transportation, reducing energy, and reducing water. So um, you can check those out in the guide as well. The next one was keeping green teams and staff, ener and staff energized. Um, they recommend rotating leadership around, which is something we definitely need to do. Um, to try to get fresh ideas in there, to not make it stagnant, to um, mix it up a little bit. Also uh, recommended forming subcommittees. So maybe you have uh, a, a couple employees go off and they're focused on energy and another group's focused on recycling and composting and another group's looking at water, that type of thing. Kind of like what I mentioned with um, the, the Florida facility that we had projects going on in each of those areas. And then each of the, we had like a project leader who was going through Greenbelt training and then working on their project. And then we had some people who were helping with that project. We also did, uh, we have, you know, um, they recommend giving recognition for team members. So when you see successes and things go well, is to try to give them good recognition, something that they would appreciate. Don't just stick with something uh, generic or standard, but actually find something that they would enjoy and value. Another opportunity might be uh, pay time off or they get some amount of time off for you know participating in the in the team. So they're not just um, always just volunteering their time, but say, hey, you know, for all the work you guys done, you know, we talked to your managers and they said you can take Friday afternoon off. Um, something like that, you know, be create. you can be very creative with um, ways to, to um, get people to um, recognize the effort that they're putting in. 
Also, recommend they recommend to have peer-to-peer -peer green teams where you can um, actually go out and talk to other companies and other, maybe in your community or in your area, and share best practices, um, talk about issues and, and frustrations you have, um, maybe do a tours back and forth with each other and get advice and, and suggestions from them, you know, having basically that fresh set of eyes approach. So there's something called the energy swap, which the U S department of energy put out. There's a couple of videos, um, about that, but they did a, like a TV series where they had Hilton and, um, whole foods switch places and, um, go in and, and basically do a, a gimbal walk or a waste walk at each of their at the other person's facility to identify opportunities. So maybe that's something you want to consider doing. You also want to think about ways to get the um, staff involved. So, you know, can you participate and talk to, um, go to each of the different staff meetings that go on each week and give an update about the green team? Are there blogs or internal sites you can use to um, send out information? Um, is there a bulletin board you, where you can post information and not and um, flyers and updates? Uh, I actually have the luxury of two really large ones that I've filled up to the brim with <laughs> content. Uh, it's probably overwhelming, but um, there's plenty of stuff to put up there, and I try to keep it updated every month or so. Um, and it's maybe not in the best location. It's kind of in one of the side entrance uh, exits and entrances, but at least I have something. Uh, maybe there's an employee newsletter. Um, one of the best employee newsletter ideas I've seen was um, called the Stall Street Journal or the Stall Street News. Um, and I don't know who came up with this. I, I don't know if someone in our company did or they got it somewhere else. But basically, when they wanted information communicated to people in the facility, they would post it up in, in the stalls in the bathroom and so or over the urinals. And so you're almost you know, going to hit every single person at some point within a month. Um, and there's not much else you're doing in the bathroom. So you're got a captive audience to be able to read through a couple updates and, and, and things. So maybe if you don't have something like that already, that might be something you want to set up. Maybe it's the green street news or I don't know. I'm sure someone will come up with something creative. Um, also consider an annual sustainability event like an Earth Day Fair where you bring in organizations and have them there for an hour or two and have employees kind of flow through and sometimes they get free goodies. But really it's there to, for them to learn about uh, maybe the solar panel installers in the area or um, about the bus routes in the area, how to get bus tickets, um, how to get rebates on um, uh, changing out their refrigerators or getting rebates on LED lights, things like that. Um, I mentioned the green bags as a, you know education sessions or bring in an external speakers or experts to talk about local topics or things that might be of interest to employees. You could also set up time to have like a, a film viewing of maybe some sustainability um, documentaries that might be um, interest of interest to your employees. Um, they also threw out the Green Team MVP awards, maybe every month or every quarter or once a year you have uh, an award given out to the person who's, you know, the biggest advocate 
and doing the most amount of work to try to create some competition with other employees, hopefully they'll say, I want to win that award next year. And then just coming up with games or competitions or challenges that, where you can involve as many employees as possible. Um, it's nice if you can you can track in, within detail, you know, different areas and their usage of um, water or energy. But even without that, I think you can create some really good um, challenges around that. And that's an area I need to uh, start working on a little bit better. And then the, the last part was marketing your accomplishments. So getting any successes on the company website, getting it into your annual sustainability reports, or and if there's any kind of recognition programs within your county or uh, corporate uh, certifications like Energy Star or LEED certification, something where you can uh, get uh, an award of some sort and then publicize that. Um, that can really kickstart some efforts so that's a, but that's a, a often often overlooked thing is that there is actually a lot of stuff going on that's good and no one's really capturing that or documenting what was done or calculating the savings and and showing the benefits to the company. Um, so that might be a first place to start is just capture what has been done and let's communicate that and 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 get people credit for it and share that with employees because a lot of them probably have no idea what's going on. So let me know what you think. Um, if you have questions or thoughts or you have tips or you're, you're stuck somewhere, let me know. I'll see if I can help you out. Uh, I'm not an expert by any means. I'm still learning, you know, especially with trying to get participation. Um, still kind of a struggle. So we're making progress, but it's just really a handful of people. And, and I really want to you know, build that up. So maybe if you have some tips for me or advice on how to do that, I'd really appreciate it. So I'd like to thank uh, Tiff Kramer for suggesting this post on green teams. Um, uh, I kind of had overlooked that, but um, it's uh, hopefully a, a, a good topic and um, it's one of the early things you can do to really get some momentum going. So if you don't have one, I really encourage you to think about how to get one set up. And again, on this post, we'll have a link to the green team guide from the city of Portland. I'd encourage you to download it, read through it. It's got a lot of great information in there. And then uh, let me know how it goes and see if um, you can get some things started with your teams. All right, good luck.